Hello, Great Minds. It's Tuesday, and that means it's time for Drinks with Great Minds in History, our first round of shots of Season 4, and we managed to get the whole crew together to talk Bonnie Prince Charlie and Christina of Sweden. So welcome to the show, everyone. I'm your host, Mr. DGMH, otherwise known as Zach Tobacco. And tonight we are going to chat Bonnie Prince Charlie and oh, not George Washington, but actually Christina, Queen of Sweden. After talking with uh, Cullen and, uh, for a good bit one night, just bullshitting, it kind of reached both, our, we both reached the same conclusion. Washington was a foregone conclusion. It was just a beat down on Bonnie Prince Charlie. So, so the more we talked about it, the other thought I had was Christina of Sweden. And that's exactly what we're going to chat about tonight. Seemed like a neat fit. Two monarchs without a throne. Two great minds buried in the exact same place. Two people that desperately tried to gain crowns that they really didn't have much acclaim to. So yeah, it just worked a little fucking better than, you know, George showing up and winning. Uh, speaking of showing up, though, I am joined, of course, by the first lady of shots, old three-finger jack herself, Kelly Rizell. How are you doing tonight, Kelly? Fabulous. How are you? I am fantastic as always. Kelly and I were lamenting. Well, I wasn't lamenting. I'm happy. Cloud nine, happy as can be. But Kelly was lamenting of how how sad it, the, the school environment is just without me. I'm, I'm sure that's true for many. Sherry's resentful. I think she gets mad when I ask. <laughs> of course, Sherry came into that episode resentful. There was Colin a Mesh. little terseness in that episode the other night. She was going at, I think she's like subliminally angry at you. You know, that's. So after Charles when I was caught off guard by her hatred and how, what that looks like when it manifests in the podcast, uh, I was prepared for it. So I didn't say to Colin, Colin's like, you're getting whooped on. And then he listens. Dude, to the whole yeah, thing. Like, she was I going did. at you. I think I defended myself pretty well. And, you uh, did. You did. and, uh, I did, I did my best, but speaking of that man, that man who's talking, of course, I'm joined by my high school history teacher, the poet of Aragon, Mr. Sabbatical, at least for a little while longer, Colin Farrell. How are you doing tonight, Colin? Good, good. I'm uh, just back from California. I was telling these guys I went out to uh, Yosemite National Park with my sons and we uh, hiked Half Dome or part of it anyway. What wasn't snowed over. So yeah, it was a fun, fun trip. Yeah, it was a real good, real good time. So and then baseball is back and the Pirates are back. Holy cow. Oh, God, right. Unbelievable. It's like the best start in 30 years. So it's uh, I was going to say. I haven't yeah, seen yeah. anything like it before. Well, it's funny because all of us Pens fans were sitting around like, well, they're out of the playoffs. What are we going to do now for six months? And it's like the Pirates decided to uh, just uh, re, re, come to wow. back, back, come back okay. to, to life. The, the Pirates wow. are still going to lose at least 100 games they and will. not make the playoffs. I mean, yeah, they'll they'll blow it. They'll find a way to blow it, no doubt. That's that's typical Pirate tradition. Oh my God! I can't believe we just talked. I'm going to see the Savannah. Talk about the sports. Yeah, sports. you're going to see <laughs> Sorry, the Savannah. What, Kelly? The Savannah Bananas this week. Oh, I heard about them. They look fun. Yes, I'm excited. So they're like the Globe Trotters of baseball, right? Yes, pretty much. Oh, that's fun. That's cool. <laughs> that's my kind of I, baseball. Uh, neat. <laughs> I, I don't even know what to say to this. We have spent 37 seconds talking about sports on this podcast. And I'm sorry. Is- I brought up the Pirates. At, and there's another us. voice in there, a, a faceless voice lingering in the background. So last and probably not least, a mildly unexpected but highly anticipated visit from the Yinzer with a Yingling, the apple pie patriot, the man with a mouthful of Skittles. Shots. Oh, wait, forgot one. Master all night long. Shots regular guy. Luke, Franchuk. Hi, Luke. How are you doing tonight? 
Hello, Zach. I'm well. How are you? I'm glad that you're here, buddy. That's all I care about. I hope that next time you have camera uh, back because yes, I miss I hope so too. Yeah, you know, it's to like my, that when Luke my, comes on screen. My what? my handsome good looks and uh, an impeccable physique will be back on screen for you. Yeah, I just I just like yeah he's still single, ladies. Uh, I just like that uh you, that genie of the lamp look when you puff your vape and it's like you're coming out of the lamp and a puff of smoke. It's just so so bad. Well, I am I am like a genie, you know, I just kind you of appear are. sometimes and. You do <laughs> say what? Ask you know what's going on. See what kind of chaos. Like diarrhea too. I just kind of appear. <laughs> oh my god. Okay. Well, that's enough oh, for the hits Just keep on coming. Uh, well, it's early and it's been a hot second. I mean, this is the first round of shots of season four. Season four. We've been doing this for four seasons. We've already talked about this in the DGMH New Year when we got together. But this is the first round of shots of the new season, and it's not season three. And to that, I say cheers. But what are we cheersing with, everybody? Uh, Luke, why don't you start us off today? What are you drinking? Well, Zach, I have an ice cold Yingling Lager from America's oldest brewery in Pottsville, Pennsylvania. Did you see that's getting a little trash? Like more people are like saying shit about it on I the on the this. Facebook yeah. page. I love it. Yeah, I love actually, it. So yep. People yep. are it's like, it's about it's freaking time. <laughs> yeah, I, I just I love it. 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 Uh, Colin, what are you drinking tonight? I am drinking uh, this evening uh, Hendrix. Uh, oh, gin. brought the full so, out of a, out of a mug because you know slancha yeah, so. yeah slancha with my Irish my Irish mug yeah that so. mug I, you know I slancha is uh, you know thank you or uh, cheers it's a toast and uh, yeah but when you look at it spelled out slancha makes sense but it's like slancha mosh if you look yeah, it at looks it looks like uh, slante yeah, yeah. or Santa Slant, Saint Slant, or something yeah, yeah slante yeah, mosh uh, but even yeah, as like a little, yeah. Cullen's drinking some high quality gin. Some people say Hendrix is overrated, and I say the fuck it is. It's delicious. It's I love it's Hendrix. Good. It's so smooth. You don't even need to mix it with anything. It's it's just that put good. it on a block of ice. That's all I do with most of my gins. That's what I got. And most of my gins. So Kelly, what are you drinking tonight? Uh, a Guinness. A kill. A little can. A little Guinness can. Oh, how fun. I did not. Uh, well, I. Uh, so we have two Irish. Well, uh, one and a half Irish drinkers because Cullen's not really drinking anything Irish. It's actually yeah, Scottish it's gin. Yeah, but the mugs. I'm drinking an ice cold traditional Yingling lager for our first it's round of shot. Um, it's a Scottish. Yes, Hendrix is a Scottish uh, micro batch brewed gin in distilled right. in rose petal, petals and cucumbers. It was actually what got me onto gin. Um, yes, I changed many people's life with Hendrick. Uh, That's so that fitting for our conversation today. I didn't even plan that. Yeah, okay. Oh, Scott. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. Yes, good job, Cullen, picking a Scottish. I didn't even, gym. yeah, yeah. I mean, I Bonnie's Prince Charlie. Wow. Who goes to Luke for picking that up? Because I certainly yeah. didn't. Uh, so, all right. And Luke, remember, you have to chime in when you want to talk because I can't see your face. So I just think you're mad if you don't say anything, okay? Oh, okay. <laughs> Assume that I am not mad, though. I am not mad. Okay. I'm, right. I'm right. hardly ever mad. If you so. didn't get mad at that time where we just all said you were out having sex when you canceled on us, then <laughs> you're never – you can't get – I mean, we weren't even nice that time. We were just like, oh, he's uh, – what, what were you – Hey, he, it all adds to the myth, you know? I, I myth, have a certain man, reputation myth, that I have to live up to. So You do have a reputation, sir. I love it. Well, let's get to it. The Battle for the Vatican Grotos. Where are these two minds both rest to this day? Uh, I've seen both their tombs. I've seen both their memorials. I had a, you know, a spiritual connection with Christina's monument. And maybe next time I go, I'll have that with uh, Bonnie Prince Charlie's. How will these two fare, though, against each other in the first round of shots in season four? 
I don't know. We'll see. But first, it's some history for you, a reason to drink for me. It's the history of the great minds that made history come to be. So, as always, we'll put a timer on the clock for about 20 minutes like we do. But first, before we put that on there, I'd like to give all of you a chance to share your thoughts on our new great mind, Bonnie Prince Charlie. So what did you guys think of the Bonnie Prince, the prince across the sea, Charles Edward Stewart, our King Charles III, who has as many nicknames, I guess, as Luke Franchuk. So why don't we start there, Luke? What are your thoughts on Bonnie Prince Charlie? Uh, I agree with every single word that Cherry said in the psych episode. Every single one. What the fuck do you mean? What words? Um, I kind of like he was a drunk. Um, Only he at was, the end. He was, he, he was living off of his father's and the Pope's uh, generosity. And, um, you know, he committed treason against the English crown. So Did he commit treason? Did he? I don't know if he's a yes. Tory comes through. Look at he that. He committed treason against the English crown. He was I ousted. Mean, he was a little butthurt about that. Because the the house of Stuart got kaputs, and he had Wrong, to go live in Rome, uh, live such a horrible, horrible, opulent life in Rome, and then uh, uh, the good graces of the French and the Scots to uh, to go back and recl- reclaim his crown that was so brutally taken away. But give me a break. Did somebody let Sherry Valencic into this meeting? I know. It's like, Sherry, Sherry, I love you. I wish you were here. I miss you. You are smart. You are smart. Am I not? Is that what you're saying? Like, (laughs) what kind of dumb fucker picks body Prince Charlie? Kelly? No, no, that's not what I'm saying. I, I am the, you know, Zach, I say this every episode. It's your show. It is your show, Zach. Pick whoever you want. But that doesn't mean I can't I, criticize the people you pick. <laughs> when I do that, that's when I get the most heavy criticism. Oh, my God. All right, Kelly, what do you think of Bonnie Prince Charlie? Well, I'm not as extreme as Luke and Sherry. It did take me three times to try to listen to the episode. The first time I got really distracted because every time you said Jacobites, I kept thinking of the Cenobites from the Hellraiser movies. And then I just got totally distracted. Pinhead. <laughs> went, and watched, went and watched Hellraiser, said, fuck this stupid show. Boy, That's fair. Um, That's fair because Bonnie Prince Charlie love- was a pinhead. He was a Hellraiser. Yeah. Um, he, he was fine. I, uh, but the the part I did like though was your what if at the very end because it was like oh okay so then I I got it okay as, as Sherry reminded us <laughs> that was half the episode it was one fifth of the episode Colin please um, tell me your thoughts on Bonnie Prince Charlie uh, well you know I'm no Tory I'm no British teetotaling uh, you know Kingsman mm. but um, I I think historians are often in love uh, with an underdog. And what we saw there, it's almost like a Braveheart type uh, figure of William Wallace, who, again, Scottish, who goes against the English to try to uh, take back, you know, or, you know, an issue of sovereignty. Um, and and there, we see that throughout all of history. A lot of people that tried to usurp or um, fight against the odds, you know, and, and obviously, you know, he, the deck was stacked against him. If you, you know, the, That battle of Culloden, I'm sure we'll talk about later, but... Uh, you know, you often get these these um, perilous bouts where, you know, somebody's totally undermanned and outmatched and has no chance really to take back control of a country. But you still 
uh, you know, it's it's a neat cause, and and we and I loved your what if. I, I echo Kelly that that part of the show when when you mentioned about maybe the French and Indian War doesn't happen. I mean, that to me just I never even thought of that. That blew me away. Yeah, I mean, I'm glad the what if went well. Uh, <laughs> so basically, what I'm hearing is one of you maybe sees Bonnie Prince Charlie as a great mind, or Colin, do you not even see him as a great mind? Um. See, for me, someone who completely upsets or puts at risk the sovereignty of the British Empire under the Hanoverians, it's something that only the United States did in this period. Let me let me flip this on your ear and throw it to you. Would you consider Robert E. Lee a great mind? Because he put the Union on its ear and almost took back control, you know, like, or, you know, the South almost seceded just because someone almost does it and, and is very, like, I guess, militarily strong or uh, doesn't necessarily make them a great human being. Right. Okay, wait, well, great human being. No, I so one, not Robert E. Lee. I hate that you picked Robert E. Lee because I hate to well, say Well, I'm yes. trying I mean, to use an usurper military leader who almost did. him a figure worthy of covering on this show. Yes, I would. I would consider, you know, Robert E. Lee probably more so than anybody else in the Confederate side of the Civil War, someone of note enough to cover on this show with a rich backstory and a profound impact on the, the greater story of American history, even though he lost gladly glad he lost. Don't like to say that he's good because of the fact that he fought on the side of evil. Uh, I don't think Bonnie Prince Charlie fought on the side of evil. I think that he was a rival claimant to the throne. And that's something we see every time there's a war of succession. Uh, you know, I mean, that that is true. I don't think his cause was bad. I think that yes, I, I think when someone can come in and upset the, the social order enough, to force the recalling of tens of thousands of soldiers from the, the continent during a period of war with a far greater power. Yeah, they lost, you know, but the, the winner doesn't take it all on this show. I suppose they, uh, you know, I think they still have a story to be told. I don't know. Interesting. I don't know. I mean, I'm, I don't I'm not wrong. saying I'm not, I don't, don't misunderstand me. Um, like I'm not saying Bonnie Prince Charlie is not an interesting figure of history to look at. I think he was personally a moron, but I don't think his actions were boring. Like that's okay. exciting. Going against uh, the world power. <laughs> I, I know Sherry did. I know Sherry did. And um, so forgive me for saying I agreed with every single word she said. But uh, like I think it's an interesting figure and actions of history to look at because he went up against at the time one of the um, great powers of the world. Mm-hmm. And well, let's say probably the failed. greatest power in the world. Yeah, he yeah. did. He ultimately failed. That's why I thought him and Washington were such a unique divergent path. Yeah, Colin. Uh, I want to steal a line from the Game of Thrones. Uh, Cersei Lannister says to Ned Stark, "In the Game of Thrones, you either win or you, you, die, win or you die." Right? Uh-huh. And like so you look Ned at Julius, you look at Julius Caesar, who <laughs> was someone that challenged the authority and was the usurper and took power from Pompey. When when they succeed, they're great. When they fail, history kind of puts them in the dustbin. They don't. They don't seem well, to get. Well, not that always. I wouldn't say that's what happened with. Not in Texas about Robert E. Lee. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah, I mean, in the United States. I'd say Robert E. Lee doesn't get cast to the shadows. In fact, he gets championed as a amazing or braveheart to the Scottish people. You know, William Wallace mm-hmm. is still considered a a legend to the to the Scottish you know people. Absolutely. I mean, yeah. Oh, sure. Yeah. And I mean, so, I wouldn't consider Pompey not a great mind. I wouldn't consider Mark Antony not a great mind. I would consider them both figures of note 
You, you know what I mean? So I don't know. It's interesting. It's fun to have the conversation. All in all, yeah, though, the story yeah. enjoyable enough for everyone except for Kelly, who fell asleep twice and trying to listen to the story on Body Prince Charlie. Until I, I, I actually liked, I've been wanting to cover Body Prince. In fact, this season ended up being like a cast of characters that I've wanted to cover. And I they didn't fit in every theme. The next great mind that we cover certainly did. Um, he didn't really have a rise and fall. I could have done it in the beginning, but it's like, how do you cover these people who aren't really movers and shakers? Uh, you know, the what if though, the, I thought he presented a great what if story. Um, the, the French and Indian war piece uh, for me, I, I like a lot of, I mean, many of historians have said that the French, the revolution might not have happened. And I didn't want to dumb it down to just, well, he might've been nicer to the colonists. I don't, he's a steward. You know, I don't know that he would have been, I mean, you know, there were more lean, more ties to the Stuarts certainly than the Hanoverians ever had uh, in the colonies. But I mean, that French and Indian War piece is it for me. The the French alliance and the proof in Charlie too. The, yeah, I don't know. It's huge. Any other thought, thoughts or comments? All right. Well, let's put about 20 minutes on the clock. I'm not actually going to set it. I'll just watch the clock. That'll put us at about uh, the 37 mark. So that's fine. So uh, 20 minutes on the clock. Uh, you know, in case you're new to the show. We did the main episode. We did the chaser on a fun little side story. We did the twist of psych episode, which we all kind of, you know, listen to as much of those as we can. And then now we do shots heard around the world where we take two great minds and square them off against each other. Not necessarily to see, necess uh, not it's not all about just one crushing the other, but to compare two stories and see what we can learn from it. Uh, it's, it's where debate meets conversation. And that's exactly what we're having right now. As we examine these two great minds, Bonnie Prince, Charlie and Christine of Sweden. My first question for you, Shots crew is in all of their actions, who caused the bigger ruckus wherever they went? Ruckus was the word I chose. I don't, I don't know. Uh, as, as Stacey Roberts, show listener and fan would say, uh, Mich Michigas, right? <laughs> you know, who, who was the bigger pain in the ass wherever, wherever they went to start us off? Who would like to, who would like to go? I'll, I will say, uh, Christina caused more of a ruckus uh, mainly because um what she was doing was during the 30 years war like i guess well towards the end of the 30 years war so you had this massive conflict of religion that she was somewhat involved with right i mean wasn't that the whole sure. um yeah. if i'm if i'm if i'm remember, remembering you are, her correctly you, are, yeah. you know also because she was a woman in a man's world with uh how she attempted to you know rule and you know basically uh wave off a lot of her uh you know, her, I think it was her uncle or people who kept trying to manipulate her. Prime Minister, um, I just, yeah. Yeah, I think she she really ruffled a lot of feathers. And, you know, whereas I, when I look at two of the, the two of them, I, I have more respect for her sometimes, I think, because, you know, she wasn't just, you, you know, trying to break it for, for for political reasons. She was she was she was pushing through to try to, you know, prove to the world that a woman was capable of ruling. So even after she abdicated the throne. Is that, I mean, cap maybe not capable of ruling, capable of influencing society around her, maybe? Uh, yeah, I suppose. I, I think, mm -hmm. did, remember, wasn't it someone, so, uh, somebody took it from her. I can't remember uh, who who kind of Well, she uh, gave it to her, her, her cousin. She her advocated cousin. in favor of her cousin, yes. And okay. uh, left, primarily because she wasn't going to produce an heir, because there were some financial issues. I mean, she chose to give up her throne. Kelly, any thoughts on this? I mean, who causes a bigger mess I, wherever they go? I think Charlie solely because he pulled in France, he, you know, to get into this bigger conflict to just basically this like thorn in the side of England. So he's getting the Scottish involved and, you know, they have to pull in troops to put him down. So the fact that, you know, 
they constantly have to view him as a threat. I feel like Christina was probably more of a pain of an ass to most of the people she was, you know, closely involved with, especially the Catholic Church. But I do think Charlie takes the bigger. Uh, I like that point too that he's constantly a threat because the Stuart cause doesn't just fade away after the forty-five. That's a really interesting point, Luke. Any thoughts? Uh, see, I wanted to. I was going to say Christina to start off because. Mm-hmm. Um, because she was a queen and in that sense she was a trailblazer for uh this role in in early modern society that only men could run the palace only men could run the country and she i think i think she was still able as you said to kind of create more of a ruckus in that type of position despite the people around her so that's what you're thinking originally, but you switched eventually to Bonnie that's Prince what I was Charlie thinking originally. And then, then when Kelly, when you were talking about Bonnie Prince Charlie, um, like at first I was just going to say that he was more of a distraction than anything, which is why I would say Christina caused bigger problems or, or, or notable notoriety than Bonnie Prince Charlie did. But to the point that, now there are troops that would otherwise be available now that you have to send them to Scottish Highland to put down a, a, a rebel who's amassing troops in France and, and, um, and rebellious Scots. So, uh, and, and I think in terms of actually being a pretender to the throne kind of presented a, a unique national security crisis in a time when we don't necessarily think of it as such. Yeah, that's an interesting way to put it, right? This constant, he's on the CIA's radar always. Mm -hmm. Uh, Bonnie Prince Charlie. Uh, So I probably would have agreed with Kelly and Luke in the end and say it was Bonnie Prince Charlie because he came in, stirred up a hornet's nest of a rebellion and was, you know, a stone's throw, not really, literally, but metaphorical stone's throw outside of London, outside of upending the order. I mean, George II uh, was in uh, the German states whenever the rebellion began. I don't even know if he formally came back till towards the end. Uh, he, you know, he kind of set his son to deal with it. The government dealt with it. But I guess for me, I, I, I'm going to switch to Christina for something Cullen said. So I think that Bonnie Prince Charlie was a political ruckus, a political mess in the making. But it's the fact that Christina, everywhere she went, she was a mess in the making. And she completely always tried to upend whatever social standard was in place wherever she was. And to me, yeah, Colin, you have a follow-up? Well, she she was um, she was bisexual, so that mm-hmm. upended just that social norm. She uh, religiously, remember, I think she, she converted. Converted to Catholicism, uh, yeah. Right so after she was Protestant, yeah. So like she was, there was upheavals other than just politics yeah. with her. I mean, that's probably the main reason she left, and she left her throne. You know, like the the mess of her leaving the throne, just just abdicating. I mean, that's that's yeah. In, yeah. insanity. It's 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 a ruckus in itself, and then God, the ruckus she caused in Rome for everybody there. You know. I mean, she was just a constant party and a constant uh, one beautiful mess, I guess I would say. So I kind of split down the middle between the rebel and the social rebel, I guess the political rebel and the social rebel. This one's interesting for me because when we talk accomplishments, these two didn't really accomplish much. So 
I guess whose accomplishments mattered more or who accomplished more in the end? Or this is the question I was asked, going to ask of these two great minds. So of Bonnie Prince Charlie and Catherine, or oh gosh, Christy, it sounded like Cullen. Uh, Catherine Varigo, no, Isabella Varigo. <laughs> so no, um, of these two great minds, who accomplished more or whose accomplishments mattered more in their life, I suppose? Kelly, go ahead. I, I have to go with Christina because um, like, we all said before, I mean, she was so ahead of her time, but for me, it was the religious tolerance and trying to create this safe space for Jews in a time where there was no safe space for Jews. Just in Rome, yeah. just in Rome though. Well. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, uh, yeah. I mean, I, yeah. Yeah. But it's just like this crazy idea of religious tolerance that she's trying to implement is I think, you know, the far greater achievement. I, I think her open-mindedness is certainly an accomplishment. Her her ability to stay relevant is certainly an accomplishment, uh, something that Bonnie Prince Charlie did not do after the 45. His relevance fell off the edge. I think that, for me, the mirror point, not mirror point, the, the overlapping point is both the defeat in the 45 and the abdication of the Swedish crown. That's where these two great minds have a decision to make. Do they fall into obscurity or do they continue to blaze their own trail? And in that unique sense, I would probably tilt my hat towards Christina of Sweden, um, only because she never stopped doing whatever the fuck she wanted. And Body Prince Charlie, as Sherry said, took hot baths. Uh, so, <laughs> I, I mean, it is something worth noting. Luke, Cullen, what are you what are you leaning towards on accomplishments? I I would say Christina as well for all those same reasons. Um, she was a trailblazer. I would argue that she is still a trailblazer. Uh, despite being dead for the past 400 years. In the sense um, that she's a, like a historical icon for people today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I agree, I agree. Bonnie um, Prince Charlie is not an icon for anybody but the hot bath takers of, of the world. So, yeah. No, Luke, did you have anything it. else to say? Oh, um, no, no. I didn't want to, okay. Um, I think uh, it was definitely Christina because uh, to piggyback off of what Kelly was saying with religious tolerance, was the Treaty of Westphalia, that was during her reign, was it not? Oh. Well, of course, she actually, one of the things I found in my research on her was that she was a driving force in pushing Sweden towards peace when others wanted to keep fighting and pillaging. And, Yo and Johan, her peace. envoy, I think, right? He, she uh, she uh, wasn't at the meeting, but I think I she sent her who, envoy. She said, so basically, Oxen Standards run in the country. She's the queen. She has to send her own envoy to have her interests and in the interests of the kingdom uh, voiced. And I, I, I read a few sources that said that her voice was carried loudly mm -hmm. so yeah that to me i mean no i don't think bonnie prince charlie made as big an impact that that will forever change europe you know with religious tolerance so sure. yeah i didn't think i mean yeah just the piece of westphalia itself um that's yeah probably true i mean it's, it's probably christy I, but in the end i don't really think either one of them accomplished the level of greatness that we see a washington or even you know holding on to power they they both they both tried they, the one thing that I think was interesting is that they both tried to seize crowns that weren't theirs. After Christina left, she tried to become queen of Poland. She put her name in the hat there. She tried to get Sweden back just in case. Uh, she tried to be a queen without a crown almost in Rome. She tried to have influence wherever she was, and she kind of regretted giving up her crown, I think, in the end. Bonnie Prince Charlie never had a crown, but he saw one that he couldn't. So in that sense, both failed to achieve that top-tier level of greatness. It's just Christina found an alternative route to be great, even if she didn't know she was doing it at the time, which probably she did. She's Christina. So 
I guess now we have to ask. I mean, these two are are characters in their own right. They are are moments in history that often get overlooked. I mean, Bonnie Prince Charlie and Christine of Sweden are probably two of our more overlooked, less attended. Uh, is attended a word? Is that the word? I mean, people don't pay attention to them. I don't know. People don't pay attention to them as much. All right. I'm sure that some of you didn't know. Did I mean? I know Luke knew. Colin, you probably knew. Kelly, did you know who Bonnie Prince Charlie was before the show? And I don't know that Sherry did either. Oh, Colin, you really didn't know much about him either? No. And no. Christ- Christina of Sweden, that was true as well, right? Yeah, I didn't know, yeah. Yeah, didn't so, know either. So that's the, that's the fun thing about these two characters. So I guess, for me, one of the things that made them worth covering was that they were entertaining. And Sherry made the comment, entertainment doesn't make them a great mind. I said, eh, on the show, it kind of does. But uh, entertainment, who do you think had the more entertaining story? Kelly, why don't you start us off this time? Oh, Christina, for sure. Um, that was one of my favorite episodes you've ever done. And I, because she was such as this badass who just didn't give a fuck and did what she wanted. And I loved it. So, yeah, she kind yeah. of just, she had a devil may care attitude. Yeah. I, I, I know, I think Luca said it before. Like, I wish she was alive now because it's like, <laughs> I would love to see what she could do. When this show finally ends, I think that when we ask the question, which great mind would you most like to have a drink with? Well, we know Sherry won't say Bonnie Prince Charlie, uh, but uh, many of us would probably say Christina of Sweden, uh, which is true. And I, I know Kelly came into this with a mixed uh, confusion over Bonnie Prince Charlie because her dad was telling her all about Outlander. And in Outlander, he's just portray- portrayed as a buffoon. Uh, and he really that's wasn't. Kept telling me, and I was just like, well, that's not what Zach said on the podcast. <laughs> yeah, so he was, I mean, he failed. He ultimately did. And the problem with Outlander is a lot of the things that I was shocked to find out that he did that were pretty impressive are the things they give the main character in the show credit for. All right? Mm. So, like, the the big one for me was Preston Pans. Was, it was a mutual effort. But then one of the forces behind trying to recreate Preston Pans at the, on the eve of Culloden, in the show, it's Jamie the main character, but in real life, it was Bonnie Prince Charlie. And and I'm like, Oh, that's not right. That's the problem with, with this is where we get our history. You know, like that's the danger of the show, Um, which is definitely going to be a thing. We're going to be talking about next month. I promise you that. So we heard from Kelly, Cullen, Luke, where are we going? Question was who's a bigger party animal, right? Or no, no. Who's who, who, whose story did you find more entertaining? Who had the more? Oh, inter- oh. I think that's the key facet of them. The, the the place I rated them both highest was not leadership or accomplishments. It was entertainment. These were two of our highest rated entertainment oh, people for me that gotcha. lost everywhere else. I suppose I liked Christina uh, a little more. I, I don't know. I, I, it's a push for me. Uh, they're both they're both very similar in, in so many ways. Um, you know the what if part, like I said for Bonnie Prince Charlie, I thought that that was one of the you know I know it was only a fifth of the show, but for me that was probably one of the better parts of it um and then for for christina there were there were interesting things that happened to her after she left power like you mentioned about being in rome or um she had that affair with ebbs bar i think it was right her her that confidant was before she left oh that was before uh, yes. she left she oh, had okay. the um okay. yeah the affair with the cardinal uh whose name escapes oh the cardinal okay okay yeah i forgot A- abergino aber Aber, for fuck, I can't yeah. remember. Well, I, I'm not to get caught, hung up on a name, but Aberzino, I, I, I kind of yeah, like them right. both equally. I don't, I don't like one over the other, to be honest. Yeah. I don't know. Oh, I love that, Luke. I don't. I'm having trouble picking also because Christina was just such a badass. I think, but I'm 
you know, you know me, I'm biased towards British history, so I guess I only the, the Swedes are to... biased towards Swedish history. So. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Only the Swedes care about Swedes. For me, I'm not at a wash. I, I love Christina of Sweden. I, she's one of my favorite great minds covered on the show. But I, I know I stand alone as a Stuartist or whatever, a Stuart lover. And I, I, I say Bonnie Prince Charlie for me. Uh, the fact that someone like 30 years earlier could come in and totally almost upset. I mean, aside from John Paul Jones, John Paul Jones being the exception, the United States <laughs> never invaded the British Isles. Uh, Bonnie Prince Charlie, uh, the United States operated as an independent government. Bonnie Prince Charlie was a usurper uh, in a totally different way than George Washington was. And he got pretty damn close. You know, it's like, you're right, Cullen. Everybody loves an underdog story. And certainly I, I love this underdog story. So I'm going to tilt my hat to, to Bonnie Prince Charlie. Do you feel, Bonnie though, uh, there is a Netflix effect here, though, right? I mean, if you – I don't know. It does Do you think, though – I know you, you, you mentioned Outlander several times in the show and whatnot, and you sure. I know you like that series. That had to have played some uh, role in you picking him, no? Or maybe well, you wanted I, to write the wrong and show what he really was I, like? Well, I was curious. I actually didn't know how much it was true. Bonnie Prince Charlie's always been that footnote in the textbooks that I've always wanted to find the time to explore more. He's somebody that I always mentioned in my class that the kids always wanted me to explain more. And when you're learning about the Stuarts, and I think that's the problem, is that if you're not studying the whole of the Stuart drama, the Hanoverian drama, if you're not studying the whole story of the rise and fall of the Stuarts from James I through to the Civil Wars, through to, bon to Charlie II and James II, if you don't showcase all that then bonnie prince charlie is less interesting well, but the stewards have failed several times the stewards have been ousted several times a steward's head was cut off severed from the rest of his body and yet a steward still tried and almost did reclaim the throne to me that's what pulls him to this interesting story and mary queen of scots was a steward which I think was James right she was the start of it so we see this she wasn't a Clarification, she wasn't a steward. She married a steward. Henry Oh, she uh, married a steward. Uh, oh, sorry. Yeah, sorry. Okay. But yes. Okay. So she started her son, her son was James. a steward. Yeah. Okay, James. Yeah. James, okay. So other thoughts on entertainment? So kind of a wash there. Kelly says Christina. I say Bonnie Prince Charlie. And, and Luke, and Cullen are kind of, Luke and Cullen are stuck in the middle there. Well, there's no middle ground on this next one. No draws. No ifsies. No butsies. Maybe a little butsies. All right. Before we go to Patreon, which of these two great minds? would win in a fight. Christina. Really? Christina? Yeah. I'm saying Bonnie Prince Charlie. I mean, he was... I mean, he's there I, on the battlefield with his men. I'm, I'm, I'm standing by BC, B, BBC. He's, I don't he's know. He's called Bonnie. Like, they make him out to seem like this delicate little... Yeah. little nickname. Bonnie yeah. is handsome. Bold. <laughs> like... Um, Christina used to dress like a man, rode a horse like a man. Like she was brought up like a tomboy. Um, well, I read somewhere that I read somewhere that uh, Bonnie Prince Charlie had rickets as a child. I actually um, said that in the podcast. Uh, but oh, yes, you did. He did. Okay. Yes. So yes, weak, he weakness did. in in his legs and weak like from an early age and whatnot. So I, I think I see him more sickly. Right. Teddy Roosevelt had asthma as a child, and he overcame it by the same type of exercise regimen that Bonnie Prince Charlie would. You talk about badasses. Him and Teddy have that, that shared that shared point. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I, I say Bonnie Prince Charlie. There two Christinas, Luke, where do you stand? Uh, I, this is tough. Like, I just question. imagine, I don't, I, I imagine them both at like a fashion show. 
<laughs> and I feel like I'm editing this. Kelly gave you a look, Luke. I don't Kelly even gave know. you a look, brother. Luke is like Luke has put something in his vape, everybody. I don't even know what the fuck he just said. So I'm gonna go ahead and just ed- I am editing that part out just so that we don't lose like a percentage of our listeners are getting canceled. I don't even know. Luke didn't say anything offensive. I just don't know how else to take it other than what the fuck did he just say uh fashion show squabble it's like i don't even know i don't even luke you're out for this one um i don't even i don't even know how to i don't i don't i don't even uh it's definitely luke there though even though we can't see him on camera it's definitely all right guys so let's like you know how like body prince charlie is rumored to have worn a, a dress to escape yeah no he didn't rumor he was dressed as a maid uh, oh, so yeah, that's what you're doing. Well, <laughs> yeah, like <laughs> you got a point. It took a long. I don't way to like the it. point. I don't. I <laughs> yeah, don't right, want it took a long way to get no, around to it. No shaming. No shaming. I got like no, huh? That's not what I mean at all. I just they would both be on a runway, like a dueling <laughs> runway. I don't even know what the fuck to say. All right, fine, fine. Yes, both could pull. Both had the le- both had the legs, the shape, the figure to pull off both traditionally masculine and feminine. Yeah, yes, yeah. Wow. Yes. What that has to do with winning in a fucking fight? I guess fine. If it's like a runway show, if this is okay, according to Luke, if this was um, what, no, what is that called? Sashay away. Uh, what's that? Project Runway. Is that what that's called or something? No, but what's that called? What's that show called? Is it Project Runaway? Is that what that's called? Oh, no. Um, RuPaul's Drag Race, right? Not RuPaul's Drag Race. I'm talking about the one where they all tried to be models, where they all tried to be models and had different things. America's Next. Okay, thanks a lot. Whatever, yeah. Uh, All right, I'm shutting off my mic now. Not RuPaul's Drag Show. Oh, my God. Okay, no, wait. What was I about to say? In a runway battle, if this was a runway battle, all right. Yes, just to be clear, we'd not be able to say any of this in our Florida classrooms. Uh, but for more on that, check out uh, pay, pregame, everybody. Either way, um, or Florida. If this was a runway. <laughs> no, what you making? I'm gonna. <laughs> okay, this is getting, this is getting away. Send all your letters. Yes, I look forward to your letters. Oh Jesus! I'm editing that out so we don't say any governors' names. All right. Oh, so sorry. I did. I, I did. I did. That was me. Name. My bad. Oh, well. Uh, but I'm editing that out too. Um, okay, wait. I'm going to make Luke's point valid. In a runway battle, it would be a wash again. And all of that mess that we just had, Luke caused the big rock. Probably get cut out of the show, probably. No, I don't even know. It's um, That was the funniest yes. thing I've yeah. ever said. Yeah, that was and okay. it's going to be so cut Christina out. Christina <laughs> dressed like a man. Christina rode a horse like a man. She dressed like a woman. Bonnie Prince Charlie had to dress as a woman at one time. Sure. They both have the ability to dress however they want on a runway, and we're totally okay with that. We love everyone on this show, um, except Luke right now, because I just want to like edit him out of the podcast. <laughs> oh, what if? Okay, definitely editing it. Jesus. Okay, so, uh, listeners, we're going to head over to Patreon land, but what are we discussing in Patreon land tonight? What if? I thought we'd talk about what if, because we're going to be bringing in great minds from other seasons that weren't part of the what if season. So what if Christina had stayed king? Well, queen, because technically she was the girl king of of Sweden and had never abdicated. What do you think that would have meant for Europe? What do you think that might have meant for Sweden? Had she stayed in power, knowing what we know that she did after she left power? Plus, I figured we'd take a quick moment to discuss that, that 
abandon Shot's episode on Washington versus Bonnie Prince Charlie and that that divergent piece that I just wanted to talk about so bad. So uh, listeners, just follow the link in the show notes to get access to this exclusive Last Call episode of Shot's Heard Around the World, available to all great minds and up. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. They have, they they have starting to thunder in case you get, oh, oh, cool, Kelly. Thanks for letting me know. I guess you put it in the chat so I wouldn't read it aloud on the show, uh, oh. but I'm too stupid to not <laughs> to think that through beforehand. Uh, and that'll probably get included in the main episode as we move out of Patreon land. So listeners, that was our chat on what if Christina, the girl king slash queen of Sweden, had never abdicated? What would Sweden, what would her life have looked like? What would her legacy have looked like? Uh, plus we did chat a little bit on, you, you know, what what the story what what shots would look like if we would have kept Washington in instead, which most people agreed was a, a a bad idea. But as we wrap this up, do any of you have any thoughts or questions? Because I know in the past I've I've not given you that chance, and you've just wanted to ask them anyway. So any thoughts, questions, comments that you guys want to bring up? On a scale of one to five, um, how frequently do I say stupid things on this podcast? Uh, <laughs> I'm not. You never say anything stupid. You say things brilliantly, Luke Franchise. And sometimes unintentionally offensive. I don't even know if it was offensive. It just could be taken. I mean, but speaking of offensive, fuck <laughs> Megan Trainer. Can I get a fuck Megan Trainer, anybody? No? Megan Trainer. Uh, what did uh, she do? She said fuck teachers in a podcast that she has. Oh, uh, fuck yeah, Megan what? On a podcast of all teachers, uh, yes, they're talking about why they're going to homeschool their kids, which, uh, you know, they're talking about how they were, bull- and then the bullies, and the they were brought up valid points, the, uh, the Kevlar backpacks and shit like that. You know what I mean? Like, it is dangerous. And then somebody said, and then the bullies, and my teachers weren't that nice. There are teachers weren't that nice. She's like, I know, right? Fuck teachers. And she said that on her podcast, and it's getting her a lot of, a lot of flack today in the, uh, in the uh, social media world. But I just like... Good been making parodies of Megan Trainer songs all day that just say, fuck you, Megan Trainer," because I'm just like, what the fuck do you know about being a teacher? You know nothing, Megan Trainer. Like, fuck you. And on that note, uh, <laughs> any other thoughts? Oh, she said her comments were careless. Well, <sighs> they fucking were. I guess we'll all forgive her now. I won't. I, oh, her, no, if you watch their apology, if you watch the apology, it was so insincere. Like I said that I should have said that I don't even think that I don't even think that. Well, you know what I'm not going to do tomorrow is get on this podcast and say, Megan Trainer, I didn't mean it. I didn't mean it. You're a nice person, dear, dear, dear Megan Trainer. Uh, fuck you. Okay, no to the no to the no no no, as she would say. Uh, so anyway, um, well, she should be fun. looking forward to people's letters. Yeah. <laughs> that is so true and she's getting it too uh anyway so uh as we wrap this up uh nope we did that let's talk footprint all right so uh who left be this is interesting because i don't know that either one of them left that big of a footprint behind i mean it's like land? we did go to patreon land are we still in it no we're, we've been out of patreon land final thoughts and questions was on the show <laughs> kelly's <laughs> What the fuck? This is the first shots of season four, and we sound like we've never done this before sometimes. I swear to God. All right. This is the best episode ever. It might be. Who knows? And by the way, speaking of best episodes ever, I've got a lot of positive. People have been saying this is their favorite episode ever, Bonnie Prince Charlie, a favorite great man ever. I'm like, really? 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 Yeah. I mean, you know, I'm glad. I'm glad somebody somebody sees it. Uh, But still. (laughs) They listen. 
They do. They do more and more every day. Uh, literally every day. It's almost We're a not just a Facebook page, folks. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. Somebody wrote on there today, thank you for sharing this. And I'm like, the link to the latest episode on the podcast page? It I'm says like, podcast. No, you're, wel- you're welcome. Please listen. <laughs> My favorite's whenever I do the at everyone post once a week. It's always like, thanks for using the at asshole post. I'm like, it's my fucking podcast page. I gotta do it yeah, really? Listener, yeah, we get new listeners every day, though. We lose listeners every day, too, probably, thanks to Luke. But no, uh, no I'm kidding, Luke. You're the best. <laughs> Kelly, we are out of Patreon land. We have been out of Patreon land for a good seven minutes. So did you have any non-Patreon-related questions that you wanted to ask? All right. Colin, Luke, you're good. Are we ready to talk? I have a well, comment real quick. Uh, and you may have mentioned this in the show, but in 1759, during the Seven Years' War, Charles uh, was summoned to a meeting in Paris where I think that the, the, the foreign minister tried to see if he would be interested in a full-scale invasion of England. I don't know if it was 59 or 71. Seventeen fifty one. Fifty nine. Fifty nine it was. Okay. I didn't know about fifty nine. I, I he was also summoned again in seventeen seventy one during the Revolutionary War. I did not uh, know that. The they were in the Michigosh, Michigas of the Revolution. They were going to give him a hundred thousand men and try to land him with favorable Jacobite uh support. And apparently this this foreign minister was so unimpressed by Charles that he dismissed yeah. the whole prospect. By, so by it's that like point, he had, he had shot himself in the foot with his drinking yeah. and his, his drinking. His, That's what I wondered if it was alcoholism. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. it's probably like, and we can't just, trust this guy. Yeah. I think that he was so defeated after the 45 that he just lost that, that gusto that made him youthful and powerful and a presence. The Prince. Of That's interesting. I didn't know they legend. called him back for the revolution too. Wow. I hmm. think as I recall, Yes. Okay. Any other thoughts, comments, or questions? Okay. Let's talk footprint once and for all. So who left behind the greater historical footprint? Uh, Luke, you often divide legacy and footprint forest. Would you like to start us off tonight? Um, this is tough. Because uh, they both left little baby dinosaur footprints? <laughs> yeah, like because you just don't hear about them. And, mm-hmm. and I, I guess I would say without Outlander... I don't think he would be as recognizable as he is. Um, I would say in most European history textbooks, both get never more than a paragraph. I would, I would say that's probably true. Maybe a couple sentences uh, in even in British history textbooks, like not even mentioned. Like, so, like you would be surprised. I have so many British history textbooks, Luke um, don't even have Charles Edward Stewart in the, the, in the uh, index. In all. that case, in that case, I guess I would go with with um, bigger footprint. I guess I would go with Christina. Then she did not get by a much. All to herself. I can, I can jump on. Um, I guess in terms of popular image, certainly Bonnie Prince Charlie's footprint was greater. He was romanticized. He he has gotten uh, you know probably more of a famed legacy. Uh, Outlander aside, I don't think Outlander does him any justice, uh, if I'm going to be totally honest. They treat him as a drunken buffoon before he was ever really a drunken buffoon. I don't think in the 45 he was that. I don't think he was cowardly. I thought he was brave. That being said, um, you know, for me, I am stuck. I'm never stuck at this point. I am just stuck. Both people ended up in exactly the same place, living off the papacy's teat while they just died in Rome. And they made friends they made enemies, taking hot baths uh turning their house into a place of debauchery 
because they wanted it to be. Uh, they they had fun. They did their own thing, I guess. They didn't give a fuck what anybody else said, but they both ended up in the same place. They didn't win. Neither one of them won. The, the only thing that puts one ahead of the other, I guess, is for Barney Prince Charlie, popular, popular legacy made popular by sort of anti-Britishness or whatever. And then for Christina, the fact that she just died doing whatever the fuck she wanted. I, I don't know if that really matters in terms of footprints. So I guess I got to give a nod to, to Bonnie Prince Charlie for shaking up the political s- fabric of Europe for 35 seconds. I don't know. Colin, what are your thoughts? I, you know, one thing about England is it's always wrestling with itself with this whole Catholic Protestant thing. And we see this going back to Mary, like Elizabeth and her sister, Mary, you know, William and Mary, James the first, you, you constantly have these monarchs who are like, well, maybe I'll be Catholic. Maybe I'll be Protestant. And the people follow this, this turmoil. And I just see Bonnie Prince Charlie as another in a series of this constant internal struggle with this island nation that just can't decide what, what it wants to be. Does that um, increase or detract from his footprint then, Colin? I, I don't think it does anything. I don't think he, he is any more significant than any of those other names I just listed with that internal struggle. It played out. It still plays out. You know, in Northern Ireland, it still plays out. I don't know that it's something that is a big footprint to say, say like the Treaty of Westphalia, in which case, you know, Christina, with her tolerance with the Jews, uh, her views on politics and, and outlook on, on, on the arts and whatnot, she just, I think she was a more evolved soul, just a, a better, okay. I'll give better you that. ruler, a I'll better leader, that. a better person, a better everything. I don't mm, – had they both been in power, equal power, I don't know who would have been the better leader. That's well, she did torture it. that dude. Remember she did have that guy stabbed yeah, like 30, 30 minutes of gasping or something stupid? Stuart's I forget. are notoriously terrible leaders. They do <laughs> they, they rule at these amazing points in English history, and they're just like, oh, let's fuck it all away then, you know? But Kelly, what do you think? Footprint. Because oh. neither one of them has that great a legacy. So – for me i'd never heard of either one of them before and i haven't you know other than listening to you and doing my own research on both of them i never would have before so i would just give my nod to christina just on a personal footprint for me because i i really like liked listening about her and learning about her and i think she's a badass and you know i'm all about religious tolerance so that's my that's my nod even just the nod that the thing she did, she did as a woman in a time where that was a challenge to do. I mean, it does, it does say something. I, 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 their footprints are small. Their legacies diminished by other great minds. No, no, because they're greater. I'm just going to say other great minds. I think there's varying degrees of great minds. So, well, that's, that's, that's an interesting thought. As long as we're ready for it, are we ready to go to the vote for our first round of Shots Around the World of season four? In yep. case our listeners are new, because they started listening to an episode titled Bonnie Prince Charlie versus Christina of Sweden, because that's what caught their eye. Uh, welcome to DGMH, everyone. But uh, <laughs> if you're unfamiliar with uh, that, uh, how this goes, I will give a three, two, one point, and uh, we will all desperately try to shout out our answers at the same exact time, who we think is most deserving of A crown of greatness if it is a tie because there are four of us it goes to cheever's choice who is cheever's our spider loving uh our course our australian correspondent down under uh with a pseudo pet gary huntsman spider who keeps critters out of his house that's the critter i fucking want out of my house cheever's either way he's our tiebreaker uh, so, <laughs> uh are we all ready to give our answers 
as to who deserves this and the first crown of greatness of season four. Are we all ready? Luke, are you ready? Because I can't see your face. I am ready. I how, am ready. How, were you nodding your head? Yes, I was. I bet you were nodding your head, not <laughs> remembering the weekend. <laughs> oh my gosh. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right. Um, okay, I'm going to give it three, two, one. Christina. 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 Damn it. <laughs> two to two. Cheever's choice. No, no it's not. No, I, they, I said oh. Christina. Oh, you oh, said no. Christina. No, it's just a classic DGMH lose. Mr. DGMH loses uh, round. I, I seriously think I picked Bonnie <laughs> Prince Charlie just to fuck with Sherry. I'm not going to lie. I sat here and said, but no, piss Sherry off. <laughs> How can you say that asshole deserves a crown of greatness? Because I fucking can. I'm a rebel. And your I'm show. You can do it. It's your want. show. I just like to lose. I'd hate to be on the winning side for a change. Uh, so there you have it. Christina of Sweden wins a crown of greatness. I don't know if she won the last time. I forget who she was up against. Uh, but she won our first crown of greatness of season four. Uh, well, that's it. If you enjoyed this chat uh, about, you know, Bonnie Prince Charlie and Christina of Sweden, uh, let us know on Twitter and Instagram at DGMH History or on the Drinks with Great Minds in History podcast Facebook group because listeners it is a podcast facebook group uh and be sure to leave the show a great hopefully five-star review wherever you listen if you enjoyed this episode of drinks with great minds in history then we hope you'll consider supporting the show over on the dgmh patreon page listeners can get access to all sorts of bonus content to supporters of all available to supporters of all levels from bonus last call chats on your favorite from your favorite uh, psych and shots episodes including the one we had tonight uh to extra moments with mr dgmh and cullen and cullen you're covering now military mishaps moments, and moments military in history. history yeah How yeah fun you just wrapped up your yeah. crusade story which is coming out this month well, i could still go uh, back to it i just just figured well, I'd do something with, with that topic you could certainly go back to the crusades uh yeah. military moments yeah absolutely uh but we're transitioning out of a crusades chat uh moment anyway uh towards military moments which is fun of course we do some aspect of what i'm teaching cullen chats china pete chats portugal and another moment with mr gmh on the 30 years war plus pregame where we catch up chat history and answer listener questions and keep those great listener questions coming uh plus i tried something new tonight because i can't do what i'm teaching anymore because i'm not teaching that stuff anymore and it's too hard to think back to all that stuff what what i'm teaching was me talking about what i taught that day that week and it was fresh in my mind so a student of mine and here's to the new dollar level Patreon segment. It's about four or five minutes for each episode, and it tends to be varying degrees of shitty. Uh, either way, a student bought me a book called Quotes by George Washington. I am going through this book of quotes by George Washington, telling you the origin of the quote and talking about what the fuck George Washington meant and what would Washington say uh, or whatever the fuck I'm going to call it. But there's so much more on Patreon land. Listeners, I, this has been a wonderful episode of Shots Heard Around the World. Well, what's everyone doing a shot of tonight? I am doing Hendrix gin. Okay, you're you're fin- you're continuing yeah. with your Hendrix, and that's I mean, a great choice, Helen. It is a thank you. beautiful micro batch, uh, small batch gin, rose distilled in rose petals and cucumbers in Scotland, representing Bonnie Prince Charlie. On that note, I am representing Christina of Sweden with a little airplane bottle of Svedka vodka, uh, made in Sweden. Here we go, Luke. What are you doing a shot of tonight? Um, I am doing a shot of Shavas Regal, the Prince Ooh, of Whiskies, which is uh, yeah, that's that's a Scotch, no honey, it? no honey whiskey. It, it, it is Scotch. It is Scotch uh, blended whiskey. Yes, and um, no, it is the Prince you, of Whiskies. 
You uh, for the for the Bonnie Prince. It's the Bonnie Prince of Scotch whiskey. Yeah. Uh, and, and Kelly, what are you doing? I'm gonna stretch it to to get a your what if. So I am having a Vermont maple uh, bourbon. That came in. Have you tried it yet? Uh, it's the one my sister bought me. I know you told us about it on a previous episode last season. Is it? You haven't tried it yet. This is your first try. Oh no, no, I've had it many times. It's delicious. Is it? Oh, it's delicious. Okay. Well, uh, hey, tonight. Yeah, you better. Yeah, yeah. Whenever we get together. So uh, tonight we raise a glass to the Bonnie Prince, our first great mind. Well, first and a half great mind of season four. We covered Jeanette Rankin. We covered Bonnie Prince Charlie. And we brought back a, a house favorite, a fan favorite, Christina of Sweden. So tonight we raise a glass to failures that never really stop going. Uh, they have some fun stories. They represent fun moments. Even re- even rebellious moments in, in history, and to that we say cheers to them. But before we say cheers to them, Cullen asks, uh, normally or somebody asks, uh, what's next for us, uh, listeners? If you enjoy Bonnie Prince Charlie, get ready for a, a real uh, a real new trip uh, to a different place to someone that nobody can question was a great mind. As we head towards uh, Egypt for Cleopatra the Seventh. Cheers, oh, sweet. Cheers, cheers. Ooh. I love vodka. I do love vodka. Svedka's not bad. It's a good mix. Oh, good mixer. I'm not going to say I want to do it straight again. Probably should have down the whole thing. Boy, if you could see my face, listeners, and I'd love to take a picture of it because uh, that was the face I was making. <laughs> I would take a group picture. We need to bring back the group photo so Luke, figure out your camera for next time. I will. Cheers. Cheers.